Welcome to Passion. For more information about Passion, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. I'll tell you what, God is good, isn't he? All the time. He is good all the time. It, I am very humbled to be here. I love your pastors. They are incredible strong, willing, love-filled, on-fire men and women of God, a man and woman of God. Amen. And, and can we just honor them this morning and just thank God for them. I, um, Steve is, is in Newcastle, and, uh, and I'm here. So I am starting the series switched, and he's ending the series switched. So it just happened that that you're gonna that you're getting my message after his message, and they're gonna get my message after his last message, and and I think we're gonna have a good time good time today. If you would turn with me to Judges, the book of Judges, I'm going to read in chapter six. And as you're turning there, turn to your neighbor and say, you need to flip your switch. What does that mean? Flip your switch. My assignment before we get into the reading of the word is, is, is very clear. It's very simple. How many of you know that some things that are simple aren't very easy? Just because something's simple doesn't mean that it's easy to do. I owned an insurance agency for 17 years, and it was very simple to grow that agency, but it wasn't very easy. There were simple procedures, simple changes that, that we made over the course of the period of time that we were in business. They weren't easy changes. They were simple changes. And the reason they weren't easy is because we had begun to get comfortable where we were. And, and as we progressed along in business, and I will tell you this, as we progressed along at Glory Promise Center, what has happened is the simple changes that have needed to be made over the course of five years have not been easy. They've been met with opposition. Not just opposition from our church, but I'm telling you opposition from the enemy. Our church is in unity. Your church is in unity. But have you ever thought that if you're never hitting the devil head on, maybe you're running in the same direction that he's running? One of the things that I figured out is as we grow in the Lord and as we progress in this journey, there are changes that we need to make along the way. As we get closer to Him, we become more like Him, right? As I begin to get closer to the Lord, I become... I began to be less like Danny. I, I am not the same Danny I was five years ago. I'm not the same Danny I was a week ago. Because of my prayer time, my alone time with God. He is purging me out of me and filling me with Him. And that's, that's my message this morning. There came a time in my life that I needed to flip my switch. And what I'm talking about is the first thing that, that happened this morning when the very first person arrived on the scene here at Passion Church, the very first thing they did was they flipped the switch. They had to turn on the lights. They had to get electricity flowing in this place so that we could be in this type of atmosphere. If the switch wasn't flipped, then we'd be sitting in a dark room. 
We wouldn't have had the wonderful, incredible praise and worship that we've had. They had to flip the switch. And, and if I can just use, use that just before we get into the word this morning as an example, if I can just use a light switch, because it's so simple in nature. It's so simple in form. A light switch was uh, invented in 1884 by a man by the name of John Holmes. He invented this employing quick break technology. In other words, there is a current of electricity that is flowing to that switch. And this man had to figure out how I could quickly break that flow and how I could quickly turn on that flow of electricity to whatever medium that I'm wanting to turn on. And, and so he invented a light switch. The toggle light switch was invented in 1916 by William J. Newton and Morris Goldberg. A switch is most vulnerable when the contacts are opening or closing. How many of you understand that, that those changes that we make in our life, we become most vulnerable when we're on the verge, when we're on the edge, when we're sitting on the precipice of one of the greatest changes that we're making in our life or in our church, we become vulnerable because what we're doing is we're laying down ourselves and we're saying, okay, God, you're wanting to do something new in me. You're wanting to do something great in me. So I'm surrendering myself to you. And I'm going to allow you to make the changes in me. How many of you know that God needs His church? God needs you to do His work in this kingdom. God needs you to do His work in Oklahoma City. He needs you. Now, we, we serve an all-powerful, omniscient, omnipresent God, don't we? All God would have to do is speak the word and cause salvation to ring from the north part of this city to the south, to the east, and to the west. Churches would be full. But you know what? It don't work like that because He gave us free will. He needs you. He needs me. He needs us to be on fire. He needs us to be tuned into Him. We need to be turned on to Him. And, and that's my assignment. Just to simply to tell you, you know, there's some folks in this place that need to flip their switch. You, you, you're, you're vulnerable. Maybe you've gone, maybe you've gone through some, some opposition. Maybe you've gone through some trials. Maybe you've gone through some hard times. And you just haven't been able to completely surrender everything to him because when the switch is on it's all or nothing it's all about him and nothing about you i'm going to tell you something i believe in what you're doing i would fight a bear for your pastor our visions are knit he 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 said it himself our hearts are knit together i believe in what you're doing I believe that that you need to not set your goal on being the largest church in this city, but you need to set your goal on being the largest church in this state. But how you get there is by having your switch flipped. In Gideon, in, in Judges 6, chapter 6, I'm going to start with verse 11. The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Oprah that belonged to Joash the Abizarite, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep, to keep it from the Midianites. The Midianites were a nomadic tribe. They were ruthless. 
They were fierce. They were mean. Wherever they went, they brought oppression on whatever tribe they were conquering. They would steal their food. They would steal any, any crops that they had. They would truly take that tribe. They truly took the Israelites down to their knees. Seven years previous, the Israelites had sinned. They had sinned against the Lord, and, and God Himself actually delivered them into the hands of the Midianites. How many of you know that sometimes... When we're not doing what God wants us to do, He allows us to go through some things that cause us to hit our knees and cry back to Him. And that's what was getting ready to happen. There were some, some Israelites that had begun calling upon the Lord because in, in prayer and in worship and in sacrifice. And so the, word of the, the ear of the Lord heard their prayer and He sent the angel of the Lord to Gideon. And Gideon was hiding in a wine press, threshing wheat. He said... When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, you mighty warrior. Turn to your neighbor and say, You are a mighty warrior. But sir, Gideon replied, If the Lord is with us, then why has all this happened to us? Where are all His wonders that our fathers told us about, that my mama and my daddy and my grandma and my grandpa told me about? Where are all these signs and wonders? Did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and put us in the hand of the Midian. The Lord turned to him and said, Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? Here was Gideon. And you know what? I skipped something. But sir, Gideon replied, If the Lord is with us, Gideon had a conversation, and I'm reading out of a different Bible than I studied in, and I shouldn't have done that. Gideon had a conversation with this angel, and he said, you, you don't know who you're talking to. My clan is the weakest in all the tribes. And I, I like how the message Bible says this. The message Bible says, I'm the runt of the litter. I'm the least in my clan. You have come to the wrong person. Here Gideon was, hiding behind a wine press, threshing wheat just so that him and his family could have some grain, just to hide it from the Midianites. And here comes the angel of the Lord saying, Gideon, you are a mighty warrior. Get up. You're going to go conquer the Midianites in the strength that you have, in the mighty strength that you have. How many times have God ever come to you? Has God ever come to you and said, you're a mighty warrior. Get up. Climb up this mountain. Go through this thing. You're going to get through this thing. But God, I'm tired. I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of, of, of the same old routine day in, day out. You don't understand who you're talking to. You don't know what. I'm going through. See, when God showed up to Gideon, his switch was in the opposition. In layman's terms, what the switch means is this. The position of the switch determines the flow of the power. When God showed up to Gideon, his position was of such that he was not tapped into the power of God. Church, God isn't looking for another ordinary church in North Oklahoma City. 
I know who he's called you to be, and I have not even met some of you, but I know you. I know this church. You are a warring church. You are a passionate church. You are a church that's going to go through and beyond and conquer and praise. I remember I grew up in Tahlequah, Oklahoma, and there was long, hot summers in Tahlequah. And we lived about a mile and a half from a convenience store. It was called Joe's Red Barn. And I was about eight years old, and my mom would let me walk to this convenience store with my friends. And I remember we were, we were out playing one afternoon, and, and they had, a, they had a, a Coke machine that sat out on the outside of this, of this store. And I remember I had my 25 cents because the, the Cokes in the Coke machine were cheaper than they were on the inside. And so I'd get my 25 cents, and, and we, would, we would walk a mile and a half to go get a Coke. And, I mean, it was already hot. We were already hot because we'd been outside playing. And just think, walking a mile, and a, a mile and a half, and you're already hot. You're already sweating, you know. You're just wanting to get there and get that Coke, you know, just that, that burn of that Coke, you know. If anybody's fasting Coke this morning, I'm sorry. Just that burn, you know, that... Couldn't wait to get there. Well, we got there, and there was an out-of-order sign on that Coke machine. I felt like kicking it. That wouldn't have done no good, though, would it? You know that when God showed up to Gideon, he had a big old out-of-order sign on his, on, on his chest. There's churches all across America. Let me tell you this. There's churches in Oklahoma City. That instead of having an open sign on their door, they just got out of order. And I'm not speaking against any group of believers. I don't want you to misunderstand me. What, I, what I'm saying is this. We are warriors. We are conquerors. The Bible says that we can do all things through Christ who strengthen us. And that's, that's what I'm here to tell you this morning. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're facing as an individual. I know that, that this church, because it is a church that is after the heart of God, I know that you're facing opposition. I know that. We are in Newcastle. Can I tell you how many times my wife have woken up in the middle of the night and just wanted to throw in the towel? I remember we took this church and there were 60 people there. 60 people. And, and coming from the insurance business, coming from the business, a business standpoint, I sold my business and, and we were in position. I, I didn't know that I was going to pastor this church. And I thought, I thought, Lord, if you're calling me to pastor a church, then let me go buy a building in South Oklahoma City. I'll pay for it myself. I'll just buy it. And you can bless it and you can fill it up. And he said, no, I want you to go to Newcastle, Oklahoma. And I'm like, I don't want to be in Newcastle, Oklahoma. South Oklahoma City is where I have my business. I know everybody there. We'll have a full house. No, Newcastle, Oklahoma. I wrestled with him and wrestled with him. And finally, I was like, Lord, he got me to the place I was like, Lord, if Newcastle is where you want me, and if that 60 people is all that's going to be there for the rest of my life, then so be it. So be it. Well, as we progress through the years, I can't tell you how many times, because we have a heart after God, because we're going forward, because we are taking back the enemy's territory, he's standing there every time I wake up, every time I go to bed, and telling me how big of a loser I am, how big of a failure we are. And you know what? The devil's a liar. 
I don't believe that I'm the only one that he's ever told that to in this house this morning. I heard your praise. There's a story behind your praise in this house this morning. You don't have worship like you have worship. What what you have is unusual. What you have is extraordinary. What you have is the anointing and the power of God flowing through this house. That's why when I walk through the doors this morning, I just, man, this feels good. It's because there's been some people praying. There's been some people that have been seeking the feet of Jesus. The best way, well, I'll just tell you, the only way to get the devil under your feet is just let him get in your way. Then step on his head and go forward and leave him behind. What did God tell Gideon? He said, he said, I'm with you. You're a mighty warrior. But I'm getting ready to send you into, into an altercation. You're getting ready to have an altercation with the Midianites. I'm getting ready to send you into a battle. How many of you understand that, that the fighting, the battle, is necessary? I had a grandpa that was in the Air Force. I had an uncle that was in the Army. The quickest place of advancement is on the battlefield. It's necessary. It grows you. It grows you at a church. As a church, it grows you as an individual. So, Pastor, are you telling me that it's always going to be a fight to serve God? No, I'm not telling you it's always going to be a fight to serve God. But let me tell you something. The devil's going to get in your way. He knows he's losing the battle. He know, and, and he knows he's losing the battle with this territory, with this apartment complex. Let me tell you something. They're one. They just don't even know it yet. They're his. What, 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 what's happened to the message in the church about, you know, I preached a sermon last week that, that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, and Jesus is coming again. When's the last time that we've heard that, that he's coming again, that that eastern sky is going to split, that we have a job to do? When have we heard it? I know you've heard it here, but I'm talking about, I'm talking about the kingdom. When's the kingdom heard it? Heard it? What did Jesus say? Jesus said that I am about my father's business. When you flip your switch, all you're going to be about is the Father's business. When you get a church that's turned on, let me tell you something. It's not for us in Newcastle. It quit being about programs. It quit being about this. And it quit being about that. And it began to be about the people that are sleeping on the street. It began to be about the people that are in the gutter. And if we don't have the compassion, if you don't have the passion to get past yourself and reach down and pull somebody up and get them out of the gutter and get them in line with God it doesn't matter whether they come to your church or not it's about the kingdom Peter and John were going into a gate called beautiful and there was a there was a a beggar there and he was begging for alms and 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 he said alms what did Peter and John say silver and gold have I none but what I have I give you and what did they do They didn't just walk by him. They reached out 
They took him by the hand and they lifted him up. They weren't afraid to get in his business. They weren't afraid to get their hands dirty. Let me tell you something. The sin in a person's life is not going to transfer to you just by you grabbing them and pulling them out of where they are. You've got the power of God flowing through you. I had someone tell me about three years ago, she, I mean, a very awesome woman of God, and she said, you know, I just, I just don't like to pray real loud. I just don't like to get any, in anybody's business. I really don't like to witness because my life is going so good then I'm afraid that the enemy is going to mess things up. And I thought, huh? He's already messed them up. He's got you right where he wants you. He's got your mouth zipped up like a zipper, and he's thrown away the key. God's church, God's folks, we've got a loud boisterous voice, don't we? Let me tell you something. It's not just your voice. It's who you carry on the inside of you. It's you witnessing. And when you flip your switch, you're going to find that people start coming up to you in Walmart, start coming up to you in Taco Bell, in, in Target, in Brahms, wanting to know what's different about you. I remember one time I was going through the line at Taco Bell and the Lord said, the Lord told me, he said, you need to, you need to tell this young lady that's getting ready to take your money that everything's going to be okay, that I heard her prayer. I'm like, Lord. I had, a, I had a business associate with me. Like, I can't. Really, right now? And I was saying that on the inside. I remember I pulled up and I was just shaking because I knew that I had to be obedient to God. I remember telling her, I said, I said, hon, I don't know what you're going through, but I'm going to tell you something. God just told me to tell you that he heard your prayer and everything's going to be okay. And the minute I said that, big old tears just begin to roll down her face. They begin to accumulate on her chin and just drip. I said, can I pray with you? And she said, please. And I just began to pray with her. She turned her life around as she was working the window at Taco Bell. God showed up on the scene. We are carriers of the greatest power that's ever been known to this universe, to mankind. Listen, we serve the God that created the moon, the stars, and spun the Milky Way out. We serve the all-knowing, all-powerful God. And I'm telling you this morning that you are a mighty warrior, that you are more than a conqueror. You're not just a conqueror. You're more than a conqueror because He is on the inside of you and your flip, your, your switch is flipped and you're turned on to Him. That power is flowing through you. What's Ephesians 3.20 says? It says, greater Things. It, it says he can do exceedingly abundantly greater than you can think or imagine. According to what? According to his power that is at work in you. If you don't have your if, if you if your position this morning. Is on idle, if your position is off. 
then God's power is not able to work through you. You're not being that conduit that God needs you to be, that God created you to be. If you're not allowing His power to work through you, then the only thing that you're going to achieve achieve in your life is what your own expectations tell you you can achieve. And I'm telling you that God will exceed that. God, blow our minds this morning. Stretch us beyond our capacity. We serve an awesome God. When you flip your switch, and y'all are doing it with your cards, you're going you're gonna to begin to have names. This is Rebecca. This is her seat. This is Bill's seat right here. Bill, Bill, Bill's on, Bill is, uh, he's addicted to cocaine right now, but this is his seat. I'm saving this seat for him. And so if someone else comes in and fills the seat, that's all right. We'll get a bigger building, and we'll get more seats. But I'm telling you that that when you flip your switch, you it, it becomes it, it, it comes at you in a way that it's bigger than you. You start to realize what is really important. It's all about souls. It's all about it's all about the loss, man. So you've been through some stuff. We all have. You know, that's that's just the, the greatness of his testimony. You can't you can't lead somebody out of something that you've never been out yourself and you can't take somewhere some you can't take someone somewhere that you've never been before. You can tell them how to get there, but that's not the same. It's not the same. I I can I can tell you how do you get to glory promise Center? Well, just go to your GPS and plug it in and it'll tell you. Or I can say, listen, when you get when you when you hit I-44 up here. You're going to want to turn right just before you get to Baptist Hospital, and you're going to want to go south all the way to the lot and exit. When you take the lot and exit, you're going to go about two miles. To, you're going to pass southwest 149th Street. You're going to go over a river bridge. It's the second exit. It's going to fool you, it's a, but it's the second exit past that bridge. And then you're going to merge up. You're going to come around. Then you're going to be by Hell's Den. It's called a, a Newcastle Gaming Center. And just pray for that place. As you pass it, you're going to go on through the stoplight because I've been there. I can tell you what you're going to meet along the way. I can tell you what you're going to go through along the way. I can tell you what the exits are going to look like. I can tell you the ones that are set up to fool you. You've got a testimony. There's a story behind your praise. And God didn't give you that story. And God didn't allow you to walk through that. And God didn't send His Son to die on a cross for you to keep your mouth shut. He allowed you to walk through that thing, to come through that thing so you could share that thing. And help someone else get through their thing. I say it like this. God didn't make the mess, but he can use the mess to clean up the mess. Amen? You are passion. You are on fire. You are connected. You are prayer. You are Pentecost. You are people with a purpose, preaching, place, presence, and praise. That's who you are. That's, that's your core. Here's the call, and I'm not a long-winded preacher. Here's the call. 
I don't know what you're going through. I don't know, I don't know what you're facing. I really don't. But I know that God gave me this message for someone. I know that there's someone that you're, you've been sitting on idle. You've been sitting wavering. It's all about commitment. It's about committing to him. Remember, it's all or nothing. When that, when that switch is flipped, it, it's, it's 100% raw power of God. If you're not feeling that this morning, if you haven't made that commitment this morning, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to turn it on. There's people that live beside you. There's people that you come in contact with at work. There's people that you're going to meet this afternoon that need to know about him. I told you about me wanting to quit. Let me tell you about me being thankful that I didn't. Because we didn't give in, because we didn't throw on the towel, God's doing His work. We're seeing souls saved. I've seen people crawl to the altar because they were so overcome with the power of God in their life. Crawl to the altar. We are Pentecostal. We are a Pentecostal church. But now our church, we have about 50% Baptist that have been coming to our church. That's because they're hungry. It's because our people are in Walmart talking about deliverance, talking about power, talking about favor. They're talking about it with their friends, with their relatives, with their neighbors, with their aunts, with their uncles. When you flip that switch, there's this big old beacon of light that just begins to shine on the inside of you. And I'm not, listen, I, I don't want you to misunderstand me. I'm not speaking against any other denomination or anything like that. I'm just telling you. Now, we, we've, we've got almost as much, as many people in other denominations that are coming to our church that are hungry, that are getting spirit-filled, that are on fire for God. And you know what? If I would have left it in my own thinking, if I wouldn't have allowed God to do exceedingly abundantly greater than I could think or imagine because of his power working through me, then guess what? I would be looking for Pentecostal people in Newcastle. And it's a predominantly Baptist. It's a Baptist community. And you know what? Here's here's what I say. I don't want people from the Baptist church. I don't want people from the Methodist church. I, I mean, I, we'll, we'll take them. I'm not saying we won't take them but here's here's what i'm focused on here's the passion in me the passion in me is the lost that's the passion because you know what i know the baptist preacher and he's an awesome guy and he's my neighbor and he's going to do a good job for them he's going to he's going to he's going to bring salvation to them what i'm looking for i'm looking for the lost what passion church what what god's created you to do he's created you to go out there and be lost finders there's people that are lost there's people that need to be saved there's people in church that need to be saved 
That's what he's created us to do. If I could have some music, please, I'm, I'm going to close. If everyone would stand. Folks, I'm talking to this morning, I believe that the enemy has probably been waking you up as he did me. Saying you can't. You're a failure. Maybe it hasn't been as harsh as he was on me. Maybe he's just putting that seed of doubt in your mind. Listen, it was Gideon's choice. God brought Gideon great possibilities that day that he met him behind that wine press. But until Gideon made that choice, that's all they were, was just possibilities. Gideon's choice was this, to believe the report of the enemy that he was the least in his clan, that his clan was the least in the tribe, that he was the lowest, that he was a hider, that he was weak, or to believe the report of the Lord. One, one, one version, the King James Version, says, you mighty man of valor. Valor means strength in battle. Valor means courage in the face of opposition. See, Gideon had to make a choice whose report he was going to believe. Was he going to believe the enemies or was he going to believe God's? And, and on, on, on God's side was, was the possibilities that God had given him. And it was up to Gideon to turn those possibilities into reality. And you know what? Praise God, Gideon answered the call. And he turned every possibility that God brought him into a reality. And guess what? We read about it today. I don't know how you do it, so I'm just going to do it like I do it, all right? If there's someone in here that you've been on that, on that precipice, looking down at that cliff, getting ready to make that jump, and you just haven't had the courage, you haven't had the faith, would you just slip up your hand? Is there anyone? is challenging you. God is pushing you to greater things, to greater possibilities. Don't let this moment pass you by. Don't let this moment pass you by. I'm not going to embarrass you. I promise. I just want to be in agreement with you. I see you, brother. I see you. Is there anyone else? I know there's more. God's been calling you to do things for this, for, this, for this church. God, I just don't know if I have the time. I just don't know if, I, if I'm able. Who are you this morning? Can I see your hand? Is there anyone? Anyone else? Take the hand of your neighbor. Brother, I'm going to be in agreement with you because your possibilities are getting ready to turn into realities.
Your best days are ahead of you, sir. Your best days are ahead of you. Dear Heavenly Father, we glorify your name this morning. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Father, for this awesome, incredible body of believers. Your servant Paul said, forsake not the assembling of yourselves. And Lord, we've come together in agreement in one mind and one accord this morning. To be in your presence. To glorify your name. To sing your praise. To be a witness. To be a testimony. To be a light in this dark, cold, dying, bleeding world. Father, I pray for this gentleman. I uplift him right now that raised his hand, Father. In Jesus' name, thank you for the power that is beginning to flow through his body. Lord, I pray that it be so mightyful and powerful that it overwhelm him and just transport him into that newer level, that new dimension. Father, we glorify you for that. And Father, for this church, I just extend my hand over this congregation and I speak favor. I speak blessing. I pray that you bless every hand in this place. Whatever they touch, Lord, grow it, multiply it. Whether it be a child, whether it be family, whether it be work, whether it be financial, whatever it is, Father, whatever they commit their hands to do, Lord, touch it, bless it, grow it, and multiply it. Father, let this church be a light that is set upon a hill. This church is a lighthouse. This church needs to expand its territory, expand its borders for the flood that's coming, the flood of people. Father, the flood of people. And not only is God sending the people because of your work, because of your witness, because of your action. But He's providing the resources. He's providing every resource that this house needs. And Father, we glorify You for that. We thank You for that. We give You praise and honor in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Give him a hand. It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.